Ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not, Hedvig! And Osiris and the gods of denial guided up a big storm to blow a hurricane to scatter us away and a flood of wind and rain and a sea of tidal waves to wash us all away. Hello, Kansas City. It's time to put on some makeup and turn up the tape deck for Hedvig Inch by Angry Inch, the podcast where we tear down Hedvig's wicked little town chapter by chapter. I am your host, Jonathan. John, call me whatever the hell you like. I don't know. Whatever. I'm here. You know me by now. And I am joined by two very, very special guests. First up, I have filmmaker and podcaster Omar Najam. Hello. Hello, hello. And I also have the meme queen and the world's biggest fan of Pit-Off's Catwoman movie <laughs> <laughs> and, and Titanic, Alison Grimm. Hello. Hey. We have a, this is an all-star cast from Bat Minute here. I've never had two uh, people from my other show on at once so far on this. Wow. Yeah. I say All so right. far, this is only episode, well, it's episode four, but chapter three. So there's not been very many, but you know. I I the um I don't like the Skype subtitles anymore because they spelled both my first and my last name wrong. Oh, not happy. No, screw you, Skype. <laughs> We're coming for you. I'm sending my lawyers. My people will speak to your people. Oh good. <laughs> but yes, welcome to the show. This is chapter three, and this one starts with a drum roll, and it ends with a nice old nap. So rock mm-hmm. and roll. What's more <laughs> rock and roll than a nap? A bit of a, a humping nap. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, you know, there is a bit of that going on. It's intriguing what's actually happening in that. We'll, we'll get to that. But yes. mm-hmm. I've never quite understood it. So we'll, we'll, we'll get it. Yes, we see here at the beginning the band have a gig at Bilgewater's Restaurant in St. Louis. Is it St. Louis or St. Louis? I'm not from America. I always think I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> St. Louis. See, that's the thing. Because yep. I'm approaching it from someone who, you know, in school we learn French. Because France is like five seconds away. You can basically see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so in our yeah. mind, oh, St. Louis. <laughs> oh, oh, let me tell you Saint about Louis. some of the amazingly named places in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we have a local town that is called North Versailles. Oh, it's no. spelled Versailles. No. Oh, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> To be honest, I get upset whenever I'm watching something American and you guys have a Notre Dame. Yes. Yeah. It, that That's just like, why Why have you butchered this? Just make up a new word. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so down. inconsistent. I think that's my favorite thing. It's just how insanely inconsistent. Like the Mexican um, inspired and retained uh, town names in Texas that oh, like yeah. sometimes are pronounced... Um, in the appropriate Spanish and sometimes not. <laughs> just based you on a know. whim. Like it, yeah, exactly. Like it really is just a roll of die and you're just like, okay, I hope I get it right. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we have the monopoly on pronouncing things absolutely insanely. So don't worry. <laughs> Nothing in our version of English makes any sense to anybody, but you somehow <laughs> stumble through. Place names as well. I've noticed a lot of Americans get very, very confused with Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, yep. <laughs> yeah, like, 
I've heard 20 different pronunciations, not one of them right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Worcestershire. 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 Yeah, Worcester. 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 We got it. Worcestershire. We did it, yeah. <laughs> it's easy. Oh, Worcester? so simple. Yes. <laughs> I'll cut you some slack on it. The spelling is absolutely off the wall. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's how we roll. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of place names, I uh, I looked up Bilgewater's, mm. the restaurant. Just out of curiosity, I would never. I assumed it was fictional, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm only getting results for something in League of Legends. Oh. There's a city named Bilgewater. It says, Bilgewater is a haven for smugglers, marauders, and the unscrupulous, where fortunes are made and ambitions shattered in the blink of an eye. Oh, that suits Hedwig. It really does. I thought about that. Because all of the restaurants they're in have ships on the back, and I figured it was sort of like a, almost like a pirate motif. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few different things they've got going there. Um, mm-hmm. One of the is a really obscure one that I only found out recently, is because when this was uh, on the stage, the place they mm-hmm. originally did it housed the Titanic survivors. Mm. So that's a little nod oh. to that. Like, oh look, ship's sinking, and also it's meant to sort of represent Hedvig's kind of mental state and things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, split into and sinking. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are going down. Uh, which at this point you don't see. It starts to sow seeds already, though, I think. It, it comes in quite quickly. But it, no, it is a fictional restaurant. And over the years, the, the name of it and the whole concept of it has cracked me up more and more. Like, it's the kind of restaurant you'd see people going with their parents, their mum and dad, maybe their yep. nephews, a nice family dinner. It's cheap. It's inoffensive. Do you not have those in Britain? Because they're you, you can't throw a stick here <laughs> without finding a restaurant like that. <laughs> we, we do. We do have some. Um... I mean, obviously, I, I don't really go to them because I don't ever see my family, thank mm. God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or children. So it's not the kind of place I would go, but oh, we do so have nice. them. I suppose what's, I'm trying to think of a mainstream equivalent of this kind of thing. Um, I mean, we have, like, chain restaurants that are okay. Like, uh, there's this Italian one called Bella Italia. That's like oh. generic, inoffensive pasta. <laughs> Kids can eat it because they're not really... Kids are fussy, but this is just like bland. So it's like, yeah, that's fine. Oh. Uh, we have, oh, the the great British cuisine, which we're famous for, of course. <clears throat> um, <laughs> you know, we have on Sunday, there's a British, we have, there's a roast dinner. It's like roast beef and things. Um, there's places families go for that because old people don't complain about weird foreign food. Oh, <laughs> Why can't I have normal food? Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. And they see you like if you're drinking green tea, they're like, "Oh, I just like normal tea." It's like, what? what, nor- what there's the nothing fuck normal does that about mean? your tea. Yeah, it's the same plant. It's the same plant. Yeah. These people, they're, they're crazy, and that's what they want to eat. They just want to eat boring, bland English food that they just pour salt all over and has no flavor, mm. yeah. even with the salt. To sort of, I guess, spiral into madness uh, along with Hedwig, um, there is a place in Los Angeles that does like a Sunday roast. Oh. And what's funny is that, A, it's a very well decorated and very nice spot that almost feels like you're a little bit in Disneyland um, because it's like sort of like older European, but it's also like a novelty in LA (laughs) to have that. To have Sunday roast, which That's my parents weird. are British. So for me, I'm just like, yeah, this is like, you know, around the mill or whatever. Like, this is what they're like, oh, yeah, we, we would just go do this. Um, yeah. But 
it's so funny. So people in LA flock to it because they're like, oh, this is such a unique experience. <laughs> the unique experience <laughs> this, being like this the run the mill cuisine. Every- <laughs> yep, exactly. That's the foreign cuisine. They're like, oh my gosh, what is this unusual tea? It's like that's like, you know, like <laughs> so, it's Lipton. Right. It's just Lipton tea. Like, wow, from what land? You know, <laughs> wow. the cheapest tea bags. <laughs> that's risk, baby. Yes. <laughs> Hey, we do the same thing. We have American restaurants, you know, and it's it's exactly what you expect. It's here's some ribs, here's some fried chicken. It's Guy Fieri's face emblazoned on everything. <laughs> I'd be there. I love. <laughs> Who doesn't love Guy Fieri? Come on, even ironically, unironically, whatever you think, it doesn't matter. You love him. It started off ironically for me, and now I genuinely adore him. Yes, he's he's a great guy. Like he's he he's like a very good person. <laughs> There's a lot of passion in what he does. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know what yeah. he is, he is authentically himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he, I think more of us could stand to live like Guy Fieri. Yes, he's an inspiration. I mean, he's clinging to that 2000s aesthetic mm-hmm. really tightly. I remember like we had a conversation one time in film school. It was like what would a normal human who can make movies be like? Like, not like a Tarantino or like an extreme sort of like, <laughs> I need to express myself. I'm so crazy. All I talk about is movies. Or like, what, who would be Feet. like a normal guy? And it, you're right, exactly. Like, yeah, every every 10, <laughs> ten seconds. Um, and then someone was like, well, it would be Kevin Smith. It's just Kevin Smith. He's just a oh, guy yeah. from Jersey who made yeah. movies and then was like, I'm gonna have some kids. And then it was like, I'll make some other movies. But like, you know, I, I love my daughters. So... We were talking about that, and then like later in the road, someone was just like, "Who would be a cra- Who would be a chef that's just a normal guy and is unaffected by like the fame of being a famous chef? It's Guy Fieri." And oh, when yeah. we realized that Guy Fieri was the food version of Kevin Smith, our lives changed <laughs> oh, forever. We need to bring them together for the next feature film. Oh my god! <gasps> it's gonna happen. Can Kevin Smith please direct the Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives movie? <laughs> that's amazing. That's oh such God. a good idea. I thought you were oh, just going to say fuck. direct the next season of the show. Just like actually. No, like show. a movie, a feature film about it. Oh, that would be beautiful. I and love like, this. It's like an episode, but like he, there's an arc. Like he goes on some sort of journey. Yes. Oh into himself. Screw this show. Let's go Let's go uh, contact <laughs> the studio and get this made right, right now. Let's I mean, just, everyone start tweeting at Kevin Smith. <laughs> yes, it's just, it's clerks. But with food instead of video rental. It's relatable. <laughs> yeah, there's only one man who can do it, and it's Kevin Smith. Like, Jim Jarmusch would go too far. Jim Jarmusch <laughs> would have worked with, um, prior to his sad death, he would have gone for more of an Anthony Bourdain in his movie. That would you're so, oh, now I'm so sad mm. that we'll never get that film. Oh, I know. Rest in peace, man. Mm. Yeah. I would have said uh, Herzog. For Anthony Bourdain. Oh, that'd be good too. Yeah. <sighs> yes. But I feel like maybe Herzog should do Paula Dean. You're Just so for right. The sheer These absurdity. are all great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying this to is think so of... off topic, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> We could, I'm just trying to think who David Lynch would pair up with, and then we can close it out. Oh, then we'll be done. Shit. Well, Lynch has that famous video where it's just him in his house cooking quinoa. <laughs> so I don't uh, know if he's really that into food. I don't know. That is very true. I think he just eats his quinoa and his donuts and he's happy. Yeah, you're right. That actually would be it. It would be like, all right, here's a cup I'm gonna of coffee. I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the recording, just so you guys know. <laughs> 
Well, people, if you want to send in your messages of who you think David Lynch would uh, team up with, and of course, John Cameron Mitchell from this movie, uh, let me know. Or Pitoff from Catwoman. Or Pitoff, everyone's favourite director, who's gone on to great things after Catwoman, yes. Uh, he hasn't disappeared at all. No. Um, He's directed such great films as... Um, and then... And yeah. also... Yeah! <laughs> but back in this great film, uh, the real restaurant they're filming in here it was called Originals Western Style Pizza. A weird name, but okay. Also, it's the same location for every Bilgewater scene. They just move the furniture around because this is on a budget. That's resourceful. It's resourceful, yeah. Just move the furniture and, and record like in the other corner of the building. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. It's good, isn't it? Because it never feels like that, I don't think. It Mm-mm. genuinely feels like a new location to me. Wow. And I, I love that the band are just shoved into the corner behind the salad bar. Because yep. it's both the most depressing mm-hmm. and most brilliantly punk rock thing in history. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like, you feel for them, like, oh, my God. People can't even see them. But it's also like, hell, yeah. I don't and care. And they can't get to the buffet. <laughs> yep. Someone should like, come up to salad. get some salad while they're yeah. sitting. <laughs> I mean, I hate it when I'm seeing a band in, like, a, a dive bar. And it's one of those where there's the stage. And then for some reason, the bathroom is, like, the door is next to the stage. So you're watching the band and people are pushing past you all the time to go take a leak. It's like, oh, stop, just watch the band. <laughs> really annoys me. Because I always get in like a prime position and everyone's just shoving me out the way all the time just to yep. have a piss. I just think everybody's watching me go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Right, if you go, yeah, you're kind of in the spotlight a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. You'd think so. I'd be anxious about it because I'm mentally ill. But <laughs> these people don't care. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a thousand years old and I pee every 25 minutes, so <laughs> I think people are making a note of it. Hey, I, I am now, but when the band's on, it's like, nope, I'm waiting, uh, I'm waiting. I have, because of my anxiety problems as well, if I'm, if I'm really anticipating something, like a band mm-hmm. coming on, you know, I get there straight away, at doors open, and of course the band isn't coming on for like two hours or something, because there's the mm-hmm. warm-up and that, but before the band comes on, I'll be going to that toilet like six times <laughs> i'll be like every every half a pint of beer i'm like right i'm going to the toilet again <laughs> it's the anxiety it's the anticipation i should have said that more like frankenfurter anticipation <laughs> the most erotic way to pronounce that word it's very sensual as sensual as a pencil no it's, uh, i'm just gonna stop quoting rocky horror now <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even the biggest fan of it. It's fine. It's good. There is a, there's just a great crossover, uh, like tonally between Hedwig and uh, Frankenfurter, specifically yes. in in this scene mm-hmm. where it's like the command over the audience. But it's like, it's different because I feel like everyone's so encapsulated in uh, in Rocky Horror. Whereas yeah. here, what I love is that the people are like ignoring Hedwig and just like looking away and are confused and it, and Hedwig doesn't falter for a second. Oh, no. no. <laughs> she is so on. That yeah. is so punk, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. these people like, I just want to eat my food. I, I don't want to, who is this? <laughs> and Hedwig's like, screw you. I'm going to tell you my story whether you want to hear it or not. <laughs> the confidence. It's, it's the Midwest in like 2000. <laughs> And it doesn't seem like that long ago, but I mean, just thinking about how far we've come in terms of gender and sexual identity 
since then, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Totally different world. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like, it's really hard to explain to kids. Yeah, well, um, I've brought this up on the, on the show before, but Hedwig's probably, to me, because I've you know, seen this movie so long ago and so often, probably the mm-hmm. first time I ever saw a character who uh, the filmmaker says is genderqueer. Like, I didn't know that mm-hmm. was a thing. I, I knew you could be trans. Right. Or dress and drag. Or dress yeah. and drag. But Hedwig, he explicitly says in the extras on the Blu-ray, like, oh, no, Hedwig's mm-hmm. genderqueer. And mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't... Before Hedwig, I wouldn't have never known that was um, a possibility. So it, it opens your eyes, I think. Right. Absolutely. I, I remember when this came out, and it was very much like a cult hit because of that. Mm. Um, and because it didn't have like the fun sort of Halloween camp of Rocky Horror that mm-hmm. it, it didn't have like that midnight like we all get to be jokey and then like sort of forget about the implications of yeah of those characters um on stage and on scene in, in the scene and it was so interesting i remember like seeing the box for this at like a blockbuster i believe and like my parents mm-hmm. at wise it smartly said like there was a, they had a deal where they're like for some insane cost you can just rent as many movies as you want all the time subscription kind of thing exactly Mm -hmm. they're like and we had a blockbuster down the street and so my parents were just like this is the best way we can babysit so (laughs) they're like (laughs) our kids love movies you know they can instead of like you know making shady friends or whatever this is probably the smartest thing to do so then i remember seeing the the box cover the dvd of hedwig and i was just like this is so interesting i want to watch this and it was totally that where it's like i didn't know what it was the internet wasn't so like entrenched with like mm. constant talks about like movie spoilers and <laughs> analyzing trailers and everything. Yeah, you had to seek them out, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. It was just like, and it was just like one of those happy accents where it was just like an eye-opening experience. And what's so crazy is that now I f- I completely agree with both of you that it's so different now. Where I hear folks talking, like you know my youngest brother has an art gallery in San Jose, and people are coming mm. in and out, and just they're in casual language using it like talking uh as if they were characters in Hedwig which I only saw in the movie and now mm-hmm. and now people are talking about like uh, identity co- you know how complex identity mm-hmm. is and how people feel and how they identify and that was not a thing when this movie came not out. at all nope not a thing which is that's what's so weird to me that this has now gone on to be on Broadway mm-hmm. yes and you get like I, I don't want to I don't know how to word this better but I hate this phrase so-called normal people uh-huh. right mainstream mainstream people going to see it mm-hmm. and that it blows my mind but it's it's great because it, it's awesome yep. yeah because yeah. I, I grew up in a town of these normal people and I remember my dad like yelling at me for watching the show popular because one of the characters was a lesbian oh my wow. god wow <laughs> uh-huh. how dare yeah. you <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's disgraceful <laughs> right, right. He, he was uh. one of those guys who, uh, I mean, not that she's that great as we've come to learn, but he was one of the people who would say Ellen Degenerate. Oh, that uh, that yeah. sort of king of comedy. Yeah, <laughs> as of recording in the past couple of weeks, she's uh, taken a bit of a downturn in people's eyes. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but, you know, she's she's a, an older, rich, white lady. What do you expect? <laughs> he is... Interesting. Well, it's not good, and um, I suppose I won't comment too much uh, <laughs> out of fear. But um, what I will say is, it's so interesting that now we're at a place 
where I remember when Ellen came out, that was a huge deal. And people were like, was that appropriate? Was that right? Should oh, children yeah. know about this stuff? And now Ellen is like, I'm hanging out with George Bush. And we've gone to a place where people are like, yeah, she's rich. She can do whatever she wants. You know, yeah. it's not like the automatic like homophobia instantly kicks in and everyone's got their like right. gag about it where they're just like, oh, well, this or that. I can't even think a joke off the top of my head. We're so far from that time period of the automatic mm-hmm. knee jerk like, well, I was expecting her to screw up because I don't like mm-hmm. her and <laughs> who she is. Yeah. Uh, and you, now you it's only like. You see it now in Facebook comments, really. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's it's rarely, I mean, this is only my experience, so I'm not trying to paint with a big brush, but I know that like, when I, you know, uh, not that my folks are terrible people at all, but like, I would expect that in their group of friends, I'd hear something and more they're just like, ah, leave her alone, she's living her life. And I was like, that's what yeah. I've been saying <laughs> my whole <laughs> life. And now, <laughs> like, <laughs> the tables have turned so severely. <laughs> now it's acceptable. I liked her before it was mainstream acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like her now. Right. Like, oh, you still like Ellen? Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's so, we've come so, but it's like, that's strange. Like, how do we just like slam in into this popular restaurant, at least has people in it, restaurant, mm-hmm. and is just being herself. I think it's like what Jettison does to here, where that's like not even like a big thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Because as we pointed out, you know, Absolutely. back then, these people... They're not being outwardly violent, but they they are very uncomfortable and they do not want this to be happening in front of Mm -hmm. them. They they see it as disturbing their peace. Yeah. They see it as actively immoral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's being thrust upon them. Um, And it's interesting, Omar, you brought up Rocky Horror because I think Rocky Horror started out as a similar kind of thing. Like, you know, we're going to be kind of deliberately antagonistic to people and you know yes. and rile them up and be shocking and now it's so mainstream you get like your bank manager going in high heels and fishnets to watch rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of yeah. neutered it a bit which is a shame mm-hmm. it, it really it's like it's funny how it's it's sort of the last jedi thing where it's like i forget exactly what yoda says wait everyone's seen last jedi right Oh, right. yeah, yeah, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, wait, I just said something that was a pretty big spoiler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I've seen it like six times, so I didn't even think about that. No, I didn't either. He, mysterious uh, figure, uh, says uh, something to the effect of, like, our students um, outlive our lessons or something. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, like that. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh, while you're looking it up, I figured out which celebrity chef David Lynch should direct the movie Yes. Of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Are you familiar with Sandra Lee? I'm not. Oh my God. It could be a U.S. Oh. thing. <laughs> oh, my God. She's amazing. She's like this crazy, like, alcoholic, perfect craft aunt. Okay. Who would make these she's big, crazy eyes. Every one of her episodes had, a like, a cocktail corner. And she it. would make these elaborate tablescapes Ooh. for everything she did. Okay, I'm interested already. I think I think David Lynch could have some fun with that. <laughs> Allison, you got it so perfectly. I legitimately have goosebumps. <laughs> that is so perfect. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I just Googled celebrity chefs and wrote down as many as I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got as- to her like, oh my God, Sandra. <laughs> as soon as we're done with this, I am going on YouTube and I am looking this woman up. She sounds great. You have to look up the Kwanzaa cake. Kwanzaa cake. Ooh, okay. Oh, yes. 
I'm excited. Uh, I've remembered Yoda's thing. Oh, he says what was it? they are what we grow beyond. That's it. So that's, that's what it. you should want from your children, really, isn't it? Is that they yeah. are better than you? Like, right. What, that's the that's it's such a weird and funny experience to be like Rocky Horror is boring now. Isn't that mm-hmm. the goal? Yes, but a bit of it Honestly. is like is like them. I do sometimes feel like Luke sitting down like on there like watching like, yep. the thing burn and be like, oh, I guess we're we're done for the day. You know, I'll just <laughs> die now. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Like obviously that is the goal. That's what we want mm-hmm. to achieve. Where that's you know that kind of thing's normal. But it, it is sad when you you think oh, we have lost a bit of the punk edge. Yeah. That sh- that, that raw. Sort of v- almost violence against violence element is, is yes. missing, and it's it, it is a shame. But there's other ways you can get that now, I suppose. There's yeah. other avenues that are being <laughs> mm-hmm. taking up the mantle. <laughs> exactly. Well, I go to a drag night here called Eat Me and Preach. I've had someone on uh, Conway oh, yeah. from who performs there regularly. They've been on the show. And that that takes that up. That's got like mm. um, it's very raw, very real, very dark kind of stuff. Like they'll have you know not normal things you see at a drag show, like lip syncing and that. But then they'll have um, someone did a sort of stand up bit all about how their ex, who also attends the night and was there, mm. broke their heart and how they were going to rip up all the clothes they'd left and piss on them. <laughs> and it was really right. raw. I was like, oh, shit, do they know about like this? It. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, and there's there's someone who does poetry. He's completely naked, and he'll read his poems. But it's not sexual. It's They're very right. dark poems about him mm. being abused and things. Mm. And it's like desexualizing. It's it's very emotional. Afterwards, you need to go get a drink. <laughs> like, it's very effective. Oh, wow. And it's great because, you know, you're getting all these different experiences, uh, things that people have gone through, but it's still got that, it's still got that raw edge to it as well, as well as the fun. I'm dressing in drag. you know. Right. It's got the politics still. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I have to go to furry conventions just to feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this morning I was wearing my Pikachu onesie. So that's as close as I get to being a furry. <laughs> it's still pushing it. Yeah, it's still... <laughs> <laughs> Still rushing into tomorrow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wearing a tail with a butt plug right now. <laughs> I don't feel anything. <laughs> That's just normal. Again, your bank manager's doing that right now. I assure you. <laughs> right. Uh, I work. I work for a bank, and I can confirm this. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, people. You mm-hmm. heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hundred percent true. I can't believe we got a hard confirm. That's great. This, it's not just hearsay. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Live on air. Anything can happen. <laughs> Even though this isn't going out live, who cares? Whatever. <laughs> I also I, I wanted to comment on how amazing Hedwig's Midwestern accent is, which mm. is making the joke about the woman and her fur coat. Oh, I, uh, that's the best thing ever. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered that. Because, yeah, first Hedwig introduces the band, which they describe as the ambassadors of Eastern Block Rock, the Angry mm-hmm. Inch. Great phrase. Has mm. any band ever used that, Eastern Block Rock? Because I had a look online and couldn't find it, but it's genius. 
Anyone from that part of the world should be using that in their description. And also, something else I found out. It could just be me being stupid. Hedvig introduces Yitzhak and says, And my man, Friday through Thursday, Yitzhak. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that is actually a phrase because I'm stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I looked into it and man Friday. Like, yeah, you call okay. someone your man Friday. Or right? like girl Friday, right? Yeah, kind of it means a kind of manservant. So this is like a play on words. So I, I am enjoying this now on a whole new level I'd never even thought about. Wow. Because so, they're saying like, this is my partner. Right. But also, this is my fucking slave. <laughs> right. They're trying to control Yitzhak and everything they do. Mm-hmm. So it's giving you a little peek at their relationship, which uh, in the in the chapters running up to this, you've got lots and lots of strange little things where you're seeing that Hedvig is very manipulative towards them. And mm-hmm. this is yet another little thing. Yeah, my man Friday through Thursday. I only looked it up because I thought, that's a really weird way of phrasing it. Yeah. <laughs> and Hedwig also says, you know, so very lucky to be here. Yeah, which as you discover by the end of the movie, Yitzhak is extraordinarily talented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're a great singer. And if you watch the extras, and we've brought up on the show before, they are they are a drag queen. That's what they want to be. Mm-hmm. And they're not allowed mm-hmm. to be, because uh, in the deleted scene, Hedwig basically says, you know, you, you can come with me to America, but you have to look the way I want you to look. You can never mm-hmm. wear a wig on that head again. <laughs> Wow. Like, and they're like, okay. Yeah. And they throw the wig away. Mm. <laughs> Which is, it's horrible. That's yeah. so messed up. Uh, but then it gives us a great bit at the end of the film when they, they become their true selves again. Hey, but we'll, we'll get there as well. <laughs> In months and months and months. <laughs> Hedwig's manipulative to the whole band, to be honest, because then they mm-hmm. say, you know, look out, guys, immigration. Which mm-hmm. is hilarious, but so harsh. Yeah, yeah, and Hedwig has all their passports. Yeah, yeah, which you find out later. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And in the Broadway version, Hedwig specifically says this to Yitzhak, not the rest of the band, just to Yitzhak, which is oh. very harsh again. Mm-hmm. Like, look out, Yitzhak, immigration. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Yeah, because in this scene, Yitzhak's looking quite uncomfortable, I think. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, with that as well, there's no need, there's none. You know, it's supposed to sound kind of affectionate. You're like, oh, they're lovely. But I think, as you said, Alison, you could read this as literal. Like, mm-hmm. like there's no need to praise Yitzhak. Why would you praise them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. the star. Yeah, because like, can we start playing? And then it's like, and, yes. And then <laughs> and back to the jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we get to the bit you uh, mentioned before, Alison. Mm-hmm. The do you like the pelt? This is one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. I love the pelt itself. It's genius with the fake blood all over it. Mm-hmm. That's satire at its finest. That's to me. so good. <laughs> I want a replica of it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian and stuff, so it's got to be fake fur. You could find one and make it yourself. I could. I think I'm going to do it because with fake fur, especially, th- th- this would still be genius. It would be still be sending mm. the message. Right. Because Hedwig's obviously sending that message, but the joke is it, it, it's... <laughs> it's like real fur. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, the the Midwest accent. Can can you do it? I can't. <laughs> I can't. No, I can't do accents. Oh man! I, oh mm. god, I'm terrible at accents. 
What poor unfortunate creature had to die for you to wear that? <laughs> That's kind of that close was great. <laughs> Pretty close. I just yeah. sounded yeah. like John Cameron Mitchell. My aunt Trudy, I replied, <laughs> just walked away. <laughs> and then the the drum roll just seals the joke for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the jokes as Barbie as they are are so good. <laughs> So good. Hedwig's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's great about the the jokes. Yeah, they're not. They feel like jokes you would hear in a drag club. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you? Do you watch Glow on Netflix? Oh my god, yes. Did you watch the last season in Vegas? Yes. My husband actually had to look it up because he thought that maybe Hedwig might have been the drag performer. He Ah. wasn't, but like that that really reminded me. Right. That's weird. I looked it up for a similar reason. Oh yeah. I, I looked it up because I saw that guy and was like, he could have played Hedvig. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked it up and he has played Hedvig. Oh, has he? He has. That's pretty perfect. Yeah. It, it's amazing, isn't it? I was like that this guy look he would look perfect as Hedvig. Yeah, there you go. He fucking has. I was trying to figure out where I knew um Tommy Gnosis from and he played Mason Verger in season two of Hannibal. Yes. Oh. Yes. And I learned we have the same birthday. <gasps> Oh, my God. I love Michael Pitt. Apparently, <laughs> sorry, Michael, if you're listening, apparently the rumor is, you know, he's very difficult to work with. Though. That's that's why he wasn't on Hannibal season three. Mm. They recast the character. And normally I wouldn't put much stock in these rumors, but it's happened a few oh. times. Like, he, yeah, he goes away halfway through Boardwalk Empire. And apparently it was for mm-hmm. the same reason. <laughs> Despite really? being the other main character. Yeah. Mm. But uh, there's nothing but good things people have said about him in this. Mm-hmm. But he's he's young and pretty here. He is like a little cheesy twink, isn't he? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I don't remember if I had a crush on this character the first time I watched this movie, but I probably did. <laughs> he's got that Leo vibe, hasn't he? Oh uh, yeah, I had really shitty taste. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him being Jack in Titanic. I think. Ah. Mm. Although on Batman, I recorded just before recording this. I did just say to everybody, I actually think Jack should have been grittier. I would have liked a grittier character. He's meant to be a street urchin. Ooh. Don't say that to me. Gritty? <laughs> Jack should have, Jack literally should have been gritty. Oh, actually <laughs> gritty the mascot. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's so, oh no. We've got, oh God, we have so many good ideas. Not enough time to execute all of them. <laughs> hey, we, we, we can help you. Don't worry. We're here. We're here. <laughs> My favorite Titanic fan theory is that Jack is actually trans oh, or is what? not like but like is and it's or not necessarily trans but like a woman in drag mm. and mm. it's about Rose having her like lesbian awakening oh, okay like a butch yeah mm. okay I've never watched it with that lens on I might have to now <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest any single time I should say every single time a story has like a queer bend in it, I am substantially more interested and invested. I am too. And yeah. Honestly. Like, like I know that High School Musical doesn't like on the page perhaps like have that, but there is something, I think it's the song status quo where it starts mm. to be like, you could be whatever you want. Like don't let society like dictate your identity. And That's I think totally for that movie. reason, I'm, yeah, I'm like super into it. And I'm like, I know it's a straight couple. Like I, I'm pretty sure it is, but 
I'm real into this movie. Like it does feel <laughs> a little bit like we're going against everything. This is us. And it's not like, you know, people don't want to see us together for whatever reason. So <laughs> if I will now forever and probably honestly tonight, I'm going to revisit Titanic and watch it through that lens. And yes. I might <laughs> I might have like a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been such a fascinating thing to be front and center in the movie, though. They could have got mm. away with that. That would have mm. been great. Oh, absolutely. It's James Cameron. Yeah. Whatever he wants. Yes. He's an Oscar for sound design. <laughs> right. Jack Cameron yeah. literally does do whatever the hell he wants, whether we want five million more Avatar movies or not. Uh, We're getting them. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so true. I, I don't even hate the first Avatar, but I don't want a second one, let alone a third and a fourth and a fifth. <laughs> I've never seen Avatar. It's fine. I, I'm okay with that. It's, I've made my peace. <laughs> it's all right. It's too long. It's... It's got quite a nice environmental message, but like you've seen this movie five million times before. I've seen Ferngully. It, it's like that. Yeah. yeah. It's the same kind of thing. It's Dances with Wolves, all these kind of things just mixed together. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Mm. Now, Hedvig here says, you know, a lot of people have only just heard of it and points to a projection of Probe, like a kind of gossip magazine in, mm. in this world. And we see that Hedvig is the gay transsexual lover of rock star Tommy Nossus and uh, claims to be the genius behind his songs. Now, that is a very, very aggressive uh, way of describing Hedvig. That's nasty, that. Have you never seen an American tabloid before? Oh, my God. Well, to be honest, we have, we have similar things with gonna say, our yeah. newspaper, The Sun. The worst the publication is terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in Liverpool, where I live, you can't buy The Sun. Oh, okay. oh, really? Yeah, it's it's banned like from everywhere. That's amazing. Yeah, because, well, it because it's a piece of trash, but specifically because the Sun newspaper has a history of hating Liverpool, um, because there was a a tragedy years ago where uh, the football, too many people were in, uh, and those people ended up getting crushed and dying. Oh. Yeah, there were lo- lo- loads of people died. Like ninety six people died, and they all got trampled and th- and the paper tried to blame. The, the Liverpool fans, the Scousers for, for rushing in and uh, and then blamed them for like robbing from the dead and all this kind of nonsense that never oh ever God. happened. <laughs> so, uh, robbing from the dead? Yeah, yeah. And put all the, all, it was all Liverpool's fault. All these, because Liverpool has a reputation for being full of thieves. Right? Oh. <laughs> and this didn't help matters. Um, so you cannot buy that trash here. There's plenty of other trash papers you can buy, but not that one. <laughs> you can buy the Telegraph, the newspaper mm-hmm. of the Conservative Party, basically. Ugh. Uh, I don't care about being overt <laughs> with my politics on this show, unlike that minute. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Like, what conservative people are listening to a podcast about this movie? <laughs> exactly. And if you are, either rethink your love of the movie or rethink your politics. <laughs> Re- rethink your life. Rethink your right. life. You got some stuff to figure out, and that's great. That's great. Figure it out. I, like start that journey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's never too late to start that journey and come around. You know? Exactly. We're here for you. Open arms. <laughs> come to the light. Um, I love the slideshow. It is so uncomfortable, um, mm. and the performance is just stellar. Where it's just like slide, and you're just like, oh sure, yeah, tracking it, and then it's like the last mm-hmm. one, Hedwig takes like a, like maybe a second too long or half a second 
to get back into like host mode. Yeah, and you can see it's affecting them. Yes, it's so jarring, and I love it so. I, I like. I legitimately think that's some of the best acting I've ever seen. Like, it's just the moment of like, where did Hedwig go? You know, like in mm-hmm. <laughs> in their mind, yeah. like what just happened? And then like back they to left it. their okay. body totally. <laughs> yes, it's so. It's just so there, and it's so actualized. I I really like it. That's why I wish we got more John Cameron Mitchell acting. Come on, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> but yeah, I wish we had more of John acting because mm-hmm. obviously he was a big theatre actor. Then he sort of stopped doing that to do Hedvig on the stage. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that became a thing. And then the movie. And then he just sort of pops up every now and then when he can be bothered. Which, yeah. I mean, you know, he's earned his stripes. Fair enough. But, oh, man, we miss you. Mm-hmm. We need you. The most recent thing I saw him in, I'm trying to think. He was in, um, did you see that HBO show, Vinyl? Oh, no. He was in that, really? He's in an episode of that playing Andy Warhol. Yes. Yes. I remember that. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) He was great at it. Like, of course he likes Andy Warhol (laughs) and can impersonate him. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It makes perfect sense. Yeah. That was incredible. (laughs) That was so good. I can't think of anything else recently. Uh, that's a shame come on john come on man. <laughs> maybe he's working on something with Petoff. <gasps> the team up we all needed <laughs> Petoff and john cameron mitchell working together on catwoman, catwoman the musical oh the musical oh, oh everything's fuck. a musical now everything yeah diners drive-ins and dives the musical the musical i'm in yeah. i'm in <laughs> oh god that'd be the best Oh my god, the guy who pl- is playing Beetlejuice on Broadway right now should play Guy Fieri. Well, right, this is the thing. That Beetlejuice musical, I've watched some of the trailers and things, and uh-huh. I I want to go and see it. Yeah. But I need to see more, because the guy playing Beetlejuice doesn't look enough like Beetlejuice for me. Mm. But maybe that's just, they're going a different route with it? I don't know. Hmm. But I'm the concept's great, the, the clips I've heard of the songs are great, so... You know, I'm I'm there, but reserving my judgment. Mm. And there's a Back to the Future musical coming, uh, well, near Liverpool. It's coming to Manchester soon. So I'm kind of intrigued to see that. Hmm. Interesting. There's been a few weird ones as well, like Rocky, the musical. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'd see it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see any of these. I don't care. And in, have you seen the, the English TV show, only fools and horses no no okay right this is the biggest comedy of the 80s and 90s right it's it's regarded as our favorite comedy generally it'll win every you know um when they do a list a top hundred it'll be number one every time without fail (laughs) and it's about like a cockney guy down in london down in that london who he's a bit He's a bit of a rapscallion. He's a bit. He does. He does uh, shady deals at the market. It's a comedy, but he's he's always up to no good. He's doing like little illegal things to try and make some cash. He thinks he's going to be a millionaire all the time with his schemes. You know, uh, they've made a musical out of it. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's weird because all the music is kind of. Um, the music in the show, the theme song was Chaz and Dave, if you know them. The yes, London that's singers, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so they do it still kind of in that style, I think. The, the hmm. clips I heard were anyway, so it's very weird. I don't know. 
I was I was dead against it until I watched a YouTube video where they did one of the songs live, and I was like, oh, that was amazing. I need to watch this. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> and uh, Heather's the musical. I need to see that as well. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Mean Girls the musical yet. No, I've not seen that either. I, I'm very... When it comes to musicals, I only ever really watched this and Rocky Horror, right? <laughs> right. Oh. For years, for years and years and years. And um, I've brought this up on the show before, actually. I was bored one day. My partner, Lol, was away. Mm-hmm. And I watched Hedvig for the millionth time. Um, and I thought, you know, they keep mentioning Rent in this. And Rent's on Netflix. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I've never seen that. And that keeps coming really? up. So it must be good. It must be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How have you never seen Rent? Well, well, I have now. <laughs> this is the thing. Wait, so you didn't watch it when you were 19, which is the no, proper age for a person. No, no I was uh, thir- 31. Uh, um, that's, that's too old. It's not too old. <laughs> no, I, that that's too old to appreciate Rent. Oh, no. See, I, I put it on thinking, oh, you know, it's mentioned in Hedvig. This is going to be interesting. It's going to be f- mm-hmm. a fun musical about New York. Yeah. Oh. So um, it was a bad idea to watch it alone. It was a bad idea to watch it after an entire bottle of wine. Oh, no. I ended up just laying there crying to myself, yep. stroking oh, the cat. <laughs> it was the most depressing in the best possible way thing. Oh, Jesus. So now I've gone and seen it live and everything. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I recommend uh, The Producers. <gasps> the movie oh, version of that was yes. actually really well done. Oh, I haven't seen it. I Didn't they make a... Um, wasn't he performing it in Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes. Yes, I thought so. Because I, all I remember is Leo and Max. Because <laughs> <laughs> they keep doing that bit over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'll have to see that, definitely. <laughs> there are so many, so many musicals going on these days. It's so great. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, it's like we have so many great original musicals, but I, I feel like it's this weird underground, like, no one's saying, like, we have so many going on at any time, but, like, and, and I know that, like, I live in Los Angeles, so it's a little bit of it, like, but no, that's not true. When I go home, like, I'm talking to, like, friends, and they're like, oh, yeah, I think Mean Girls is coming to San Francisco. Uh, yeah. And they're like, I think I, you know, I watched Legally Blonde last year just as, like, a Christmas gift, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Theater is thriving, apparently, and I'm very happy, oh, but yeah. like, it's not, we're not, like, freaking out about it, so, like, the bubble's not going to burst. It's just here. It just exists. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Where did good. this come from all of a sudden, though? Like, I'm happy because <laughs> it helped me get into it, but, like, what, Why? Like, there's whole musicals out there I've never even heard of. Yeah. Right. That's amazing to me. Right. I think it was the uh, the plan of some very mastermind, insidious, like, Lex Luthor theater kids who were just like, Ooh. if we do it silently, it. no one will know. <laughs> <laughs> Those devious theater kids are always up to mischief. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we knew we couldn't trust them. <laughs> No, thank you. Thank you for spreading your wonderful work to the world. <laughs> thank you, evil theater kids. You make this world a better place. <laughs> I'll take the evil theater kids any day. Evil theater kids. <laughs> there are uh, evil theater kids. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there are. I'm sure. <laughs> now, I love as well some more classic lines in this section. There's loads of great things going on because we get 
How did some slip of a girly boy from communist East Berlin become the internationally ignored song stylist <laughs> barely standing before you? So good. Double whammy of great things. Internationally ignored and barely standing. Barely standing. <laughs> what writing? It's beautiful. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it makes you realise that their life has been, it has been a tragedy. The way they said they're mm-hmm. barely here. Like, it, it sounds like they really have scraped and clawed their way to what little they have. Mm-hmm. They've made it themselves. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's ever really handed them anything. And, and when yeah. they have, it tends to be with an, like an ulterior motive or something. Even uh, mm. Hedvig's own mother, when we had uh, Mimi I'm First on as a guest, she was saying like they got the impression maybe Hedvig's mum was kind of just trying to get rid of them with this whole marriage. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I can, I can get rid of them finally. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, so they, yeah, you feel kind of sorry for them, but then it's also funny, <laughs> which is, the, mm-hmm. they're the best kind of jokes. And it's also interesting, like, going through this movie, you have to, you, you know, I'm rooting for Hedwig. I want her to succeed, but she's also not a very good person in everything she does. No, no. But pe- we contain multitudes. That's the thing. I'm not excusing it, but can you mm-hmm. understand it? I, oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I can. They've been fucked over by everyone in their life, except for Yitzhak. Mm-hmm. But now they're kind of projecting their anger onto him, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Poor Yitzhak. Yeah. Poor yeah. Yitzhak. Ugh, <laughs> uh, just not fair. No, <laughs> it's, it's not. not. It's like you, you don't want to berate. Hedvig for the way they act because you're like mm-hmm. oh, I, I get where you're coming like, from I get it yeah mm-hmm. I wish you weren't doing this but I understand <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, it's a shame uh, and also a shame here it turns out Tommy is performing just next door right mm. literally there <laughs> literally at a huge stadium gig like they uh, open up the door and they can hear Tommy's <laughs> performance ouch. that's amazing <laughs> that has to hurt Oh, yeah. They're in this damn little restaurant. <laughs> Not even like a, a pub or a bar that has bands. A restaurant. Like and, an Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. And he's over there in this arena, basically. Oh, that's got a smart. <laughs> and Hence the lawsuit. Yeah. 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 Un- understandable. <laughs> and Tommy uh, being in the in the big arena and stuff. Like that, that is on the stage version. They do that. They'll mm-hmm. like uh, Hedvig will go and open one of the stage doors, and they'll be, they'll play music sort of softly, so it sounds like it's outside, and they'll shout right. out of the stage door, which is mm-hmm. genius. I don't know if it's as uh, you know as good on Broadway when they do that because I imagine that probably just sort of leads backstage. But right. in, yeah. the, in the original small off Broadway theaters, they'd do it in. I think it would be the the door outside. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> That's cool. I, imagine I like that. just mm-hmm. walking by the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen someone doing that actually when I was in the Edinburgh uh, I was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival recently mm-hmm. seeing some comedy acts and that and there was this one oh, I can't remember her name she was fantastic and she ended up throughout the set it was a comedy song she ended up basically naked mm-hmm. and she crawled out of the small theatre outside screaming into the microphone and didn't come back round the other stage door for about three or four minutes. So she was outside just going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like nude wow. in the streets. <laughs> Nudes in the streets. 
That's that's my other favorite musical. Oh yeah, nude in the streets. But if you're nude in the streets, what are you doing in the sheets? Clothed. Fully clothed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scuba suit. Wearing your Pikachu onesie. <laughs> yeah. Furry tail in the sheets. <laughs> Fur suit. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes clothing is sexier than naked. Yes. Yeah. You like a little, a little, little bit, little mm-hmm. bit. You know, yeah. Like I think it's a yeah, it's a very safe and true statement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's why I never really understand people like strippers who strip all the way. It's like I don't understand this. Like, I'd, it'd be better with the clothes on a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep a little bit on. <laughs> I don't need to see it all. It's weird. It's weird. Right. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> to be honest, I just don't understand strippers in general. <laughs> You just surely sit there feeling awkward for the entire time and then leave. <laughs> like, wow, that was uncomfortable for everyone concerned. It is. I think the best way to put it is that it is. it does feel like a scene from Twin Peaks, if I'm being <laughs> completely honest. Yeah. It's the most fascinating and interesting experience <laughs> of just... Because sometimes... Um, like I've only been to one strip club and mm. it was like and the strippers were very very friendly and that's what I think was so funny is like we have the day to day it's not like burlesque or something where yeah. it's like we're doing I don't like Disney burlesque and you're like this is a whole like there's a whole conversation like I went to a Joss Whedon like burlesque show and oh, it was because it was like Buffy mm. and they're playing season of the witch and it's a willow and there's sage and stuff you know like there's I feel like the narrative is so there Whereas at the strip club, it was like the stripper turned to one of the guys and was like, how's your day going? And he was like, pretty good. And I was like, are they going to have a full conversation? Please. Like, so how does work? <laughs> it's so, it's like, it's boiled away from like all the other like narrative stuff that I'm used to in burlesque. And for this, I was just mm-hmm. like leaning forward. I was like, oh God, get me another beer. I have to watch this. I'm like so interested in this interaction. Like what's yeah, going on? Yeah, I'd be on? more interested in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just so fascinating. It's like where, yeah, like where did everyone come from? What's happening? What's going on? And it is just like a normal conversation, but in a strip club where it's like, cool. How's everyone doing? Good. It's like, what is this? Like an HR meeting? Like, is this like an all hands? That like, oh, it's like the start of a comedy show. It's like, oh, so you know, what what do you do? Like, where have you come from tonight? I, I think that like in burlesque, or at least the shows that I've been to, like burlesque and drag, I feel like there is a conversation between audience and um you know like performers um and there is like sort of callbacks and stuff and like you get you can get sort of riled up because there's like a safe understanding of the etiquette whereas in the strip club Mm -hmm. there isn't that or at least the one i went to so is a thing where like everyone's just like quiet and being like that'd be me just sat there like Mm -hmm. right exactly (laughs) trying to hide your boner right that's it and i was just like this would be a lot better if like everyone just like cheered every time the mm-hmm. performer did something but that's not right that's not it and i was like this is the oh, yeah. weirdest on, that's a good victorian point. Yeah. yeah it's so i it's... guess you throw money yeah you i've actually never been to a strip club that's a really oh god that's freaking me out yeah because i've been to burlesque yeah. shows and drag shows and you cheer all the time exactly like, yeah. it's active <laughs> it's a thing it's a you know like but this is more of like going to like watching a tennis match and it's like <laughs> should i cheer like please don't observe the proper etiquette of exactly it's so (laughs) it's so yeah i 
like, the classy would... establishment. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's like, I'm a well-behaved person. And I was like, we mm-hmm. all can agree that we're just chilling, right? Like, no? Okay. <laughs> Great. Another corona. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, so awkward. it's fascinating. That's the only way I can put it is it's it's so fascinating. Um, and Allison, when you go, please let me mm-hmm. know. I would love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go to one. I don't know how I never have. I I couldn't. I I don't know. I couldn't. <laughs> It'd be weird. It is. My husband's friends insisted on taking him to one for a bachelor party, and I think that was the first time he'd ever gone to. And I mm. really wanted to go with them, but they wouldn't let me. Oh, I was no. pissed. That's annoying. That's gendered. That's nonsense. I agree. I would have had way more fun if if I have any kind of party, it's going to be a joint one. Both, mm-hmm. both. I was gonna say both of our sets of friends. They're the same friends. Except, yeah, <laughs> we've been together thirteen years. They're the same friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, back at back in Hedvig, <laughs> we then oh. we cut to a hotel room, and Hedvig's manager is on the phone. They uh, Hedvig's manager Phyllis Stein kind of just mm-hmm. points Amazing. out. Amazing. <laughs> I wrote that down. What a name! That's oh, Jesus. That's perfect writing. But the person on the other end of the phone clearly mishears the band name as Angry Itch. Which yes. I feel like most people might, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've said the name of this movie to people and they think I'm saying Angry Itch. Mm-hmm. Like, no, Inch. I'm like, Inch? What does that mean? And I'm like, watch the movie and you'll Let see. me sit you down for a minute. <laughs> 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 Let me explain. <laughs> There's a few things you're going to have to wrap your head around first. <laughs> but I love it as well. It's genius. Somebody needs to use that as a band name if, if they're not going to get sued. I don't know. Angry Itch. Mm. Yes. Yeah, as the knockoff. <laughs> Hell yeah. Could be. I suppose it could be a covers band. <laughs> I just love the how the hotel room is photographed for the rest mm. of this scene because you get the sense that it is very cramped, but it is so rock and roll. It's like that yeah, balance yeah. of like, oh, this is kind of sad, but also this is the dream. <laughs> yeah. it's, Question it's mark. So punk rock. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is not glamorous, but if it was, then I, we would lose every like single iota of underdoggedness that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, while yeah. Hanging and out. I think they add to that by the fact that there's even a there's even a fucking baby. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They're playing spin the bottle and then it cuts to a baby. <laughs> yeah, spin the bottle with the baby's bottle as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's genius. It's like, well, we're still going to be rock and roll, but we have responsibilities. Yes. Yes. We are adults after all <laughs> with a baby. It's relatable to my life yes. now. I'm in my 30s. <laughs> Somebody has a baby for some reason. Yeah, yeah. You go to someone's house. They're like, oh, I'm having a house party. You're like, cool, yeah. You get like dressed up. You get your beers. You go around. It's like, there's babies here too. What's going on? Yes. Why are these children walking around? (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Luckily, they tend to go to sleep by about about nine o'clock or something. So you're like, cool, cool. We're clear now till four in the morning. Right. (laughs) But I like to go to sleep at like nine. That's uh, that's my problem too. I just don't want, yeah. (laughs) I just don't want kids around in general, anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) See, my natural body rhythms are sleep at four in the morning. Uh, Get up at half 10. That's not bad. I I go to bed at like 9.30 and if you let me, like this morning I woke up at like 10 after 11. (laughs) 
depression. Oh, no, I feel I feel you on the depression. <laughs> Unfortunately, mine manifests in not sleeping. Oh. Yeah. I mean, all the coffee probably doesn't help. But. Wow. Sure, sure, yeah. So then I just have lots of booze to counteract that, but it turns out that's not a good idea. <laughs> mm, fuck it whatever fuck it all who cares rock and roll <laughs> rock and roll spin the milk bottle baby sleep seven people and a baby to a hotel room <laughs> well a lot of my friends who are musicians uh, when I show them this or watch this with them or something they do say yeah this is pretty accurate mm. this is what That's it's amazing. like <laughs> wow and I like the way Hedvig gets the bed the rest of them have to yes. sleep on the floor you see yes mm-hmm. I, I do feel like maybe comic-con is similar when people just pile in oh it is so, right yep. yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> anime I've, conventions yeah i've, I've right. never been to one <laughs> there is a comic-con in liverpool and i feel like as a host of a batman podcast i have to go to it but i also hate human beings so <laughs> sure you know, I've the, not yeah been it's yet. a big deterrent yeah. <laughs> it is it is so uh, i wouldn't even have to stay over anywhere though i mean the only I'm going to Manchester in two weeks for a drag show, Heels of Hell. Um, nice. But it's just going to be me and Lol in the hotel room. Like, no, yeah, we're just getting See, our own room. See, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not having other people. <sighs> that's you've done it right. Oh, no. <laughs> you have room to move. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last time I slept with other people in the room. I don't know, like 10 years ago? It's hmm. a weird thing. It makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't do Especially it. Especially because I have a lot of... Um, I have asthma and stuff, so breathing mm-hmm. problems, so I might snore and I get very... Mm. like I, I don't want to do that to someone. <laughs> right, right. Because if I don't have my inhalers, I don't take them, and th- th- then I probably will snore. It's just a whole thing, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole thing. You don't be that dickhead who can't... You know, if people can't sleep because mm-hmm. of them. Ugh. Ugh. Right. <laughs> it's a nightmare what if one of these people was snoring like, Jesus it would really cut the mood <laughs> it would it would it's a little bit less rock and roll yeah <laughs> well I mean we get the impression Hedvig and Yitzhak you know we see them a bit in a minute we won't go fully into it but they obviously are used to how do I put it canoodling mm-hmm. <laughs> with other people there yes I get the impression they maybe have gone a lot further than what you see in the past I'm while sure. the band <laughs> It seems very free, very open, almost hippie. I don't think the band even gives a fuck. Yeah. yeah. They don't seem to care at all. This baby yeah. was conceived in this very room. <laughs> right, <Probably>. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I can never work out which band member's baby it is. I love that. All of them? <laughs> the communal child. Yeah. Yes. Just pass it around. It's fine. Have either of you seen the film uh, The Gay Bed and Breakfast of Terror? <gasps> no, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's... I I have. Okay. You know I forgot about it. It's like it's like very like they shot it in like a weekend or something. It like that's oh how my it God, looks, yeah. right? Yeah. There is yeah. sort of I don't want to get too into it and, 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 and spoil stuff, but there is a communal baby. I, for- that's like oh. a I totally forgot about the existence of that movie. <laughs> so you say they shot it in a weekend, and with a name like that, that's exactly what I want from that movie. It's <laughs> it needs perfect. to be cheap and nasty. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is perfect. You will have no complaints. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have to try and uh, 
<clears throat> download it because I, I can't imagine it's going to be on Netflix or Amazon Prime. <laughs> you know what? I mm, I have a computer in front of me. Give me a second. It might just yeah. be on Netflix. <laughs> Um, oh my god what it might hell? just let me see what i can do <laughs> let me see i mean if not you i'm sure you can find the criterion edition yes. oh yes yes yeah. of course yes. <laughs> yeah there's now this the streaming service i'm sure it would be on there you know <laughs> you can now get the criterion edition of hedvig and if <laughs> yes. you go to my patreon which i haven't actually launched the bonus content for yet <laughs> you can jump in at the ground floor and get the criterion edition but i'll i'll send it to you and i'll, I'll sign it and put little freebies <laughs> in Hey, that's great. Hey, it's on Prime. No, oh, what the what the fuck? No. Maybe it's just not on the UK one or something. Let me see if it's popping up on related to. No, they took it off. So Aww. it's not. But it's they not? know about it. Um a recommended movie that's related is All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I that, heard that one's good. That kind of checks out. <laughs> okay, I'm sold. Got, I'm there. Wait, yeah. hour, this is an hour and forty nine minutes. Wow. Not, why? Why is it that long? <laughs> a movie like that you expect to be like one twenty. Yeah, if that. If that, yeah. Uh, if we're recommending interesting movies, I also with with great titles. I also recommend Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. <gasps> I've seen clips bed, of it, but not the whole bed, thing. Bed, oh, it's so good. I'm going to have to watch that. I mean, you don't even need to give us a synopsis. No, that's it's it's perfect. No, it's all in the title. Uh, Although the ghost of Aubrey Beardsley is in it. Oh, okay. I'm there. I don't think that's going to be on Amazon or Netflix either, but, you know, I'm Uh sure it might be purchasable on Amazon. Because I'm a sucker. I I just, I pay for all the digital Amazon videos. (laughs) I'm too too lazy to be a pirate. Oh, not only did I pay to rent Catwoman, but I made my husband pay to watch it because <laughs> he was signed in. The ultimate insult. <laughs> Are you getting divorced? So now, oh, oh no. <laughs> I won't let him. <laughs> I, I ripped up his passport. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, fuck you. He's going to Guam. <laughs> could, he, could he play Angel in Rent, your, your husband? Probably not. <laughs> Angel is a tough part. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm not seeing it to stream on Amazon UK. Oh, alas. There's a book, though. What? Why? Oh, I bet you the novelization's good. I'm sure it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back in Hedvig, (laughs) Phyllis reveals to us that the tour is essentially following Tommy around. Yes. Shadowing his tour and playing as nearby as they can. It's all part of their uh, little little stunt campaign to get in the public eye, to get eyes, ears, mouths all going for Hedvig. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a clever tactic, actually. I think it would probably work in this day and age. If you're sort of stalking the celebrity, but you're not legally stalking them, you've got a gig. What are you going to yep. do? You know, there's a gig. I can't yep. help it. But you're clearly, you've got a point with your case. I think people would be interested. Oh, for sure. Hmm. It wouldn't be as dismissed as it seems to be in this in this world. But then again, Tommy's got the major corporation behind them, as you discover later. They've got you know the mm-hmm. the record label are very protective of them, and they will do anything to keep Hedwig away. So maybe they're mm-hmm. sort of you know slipping the media some some dollars under the table. Yeah, write write a nasty article. <laughs> <laughs> we know they do that in real life. 
They do. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Mm. But there's an interesting part where Phyllis doesn't want to tell Hedvig that Tommy's got a record signing coming up in a record store. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. kind of scared of Hedvig turning up and like what she's going to do, mm-hmm. which I thought added a very interesting element because Hedvig plays it cool. Like, you know, why, why do you feel the need to lie to me? But there's a there's an underlying danger to <laughs> Hedvig's mm-hmm. probing, I think. Like, oh, they're going to go and smack a bitch up. Hedvig's very unpredictable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Y- you want to see him gouge eyes and all sorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, I would. <laughs> Screw you, Tommy. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, if we're thinking about it not realistically, right? We're just like we're treating um, these characters as real life people. It's like this is terrifying. But I guess if we're like this is a movie, it's like yeah, you know what? <laughs> Have at it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. Who cares? He stole all your stuff. <laughs> Which we don't even know that's a fact yet in the movie. <laughs> that could be bullshit for all we know. Right, Spoiler right. alert, it's a fact, it's true, it happened. Also, Phyllis's plan to get a photo of the two of them together for the lawsuit, right? Mm-hmm. How does this prove they know each other? I have pictures with loads of people I've met like once. Mm-hmm. Why does I suppose maybe it's our day and age where everybody takes pictures every five seconds. I don't know. Yeah. But just getting a photo of the two of them together doesn't prove much. And it's the same thing Moby tried recently where he was saying, oh, yeah, I had a relationship with Natalie Portman. Look, right. here's a photo. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, we didn't. <laughs> yep. That was a weird uh, shirtless photo you sent to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were just like this old guy hanging around being creepy. <laughs> oh, I... I I felt, obviously I was on her side, but I felt bad for Moby. Like, oh, this guy obviously thought something was happening here. That's the saying. Mm-hmm. Like, how deluded was he? Right. It must have been a very weird experience for him. I mean, I'm not, this is not being apologizing to Moby at all, but it must have been no, a very shocking so. experience to be like, oh God, I. <laughs> I was I mean, an ho- asshole. Hopefully he, came to, hopefully he came to terms with it. Um, but like, yeah. yeah, to be like. I think I'm not a great person. It's a very shocking <laughs> revelation to come to. Like, I think I made someone uncomfortable for decades. <laughs> yeah, not like a one-off situation that you apologize for and you get over it. No, right. no, a long time. I can't trust my brain. You know, that's a very big realization to come to. And I hope he did, because the alternative is not. And it's like, oh, no, that's so much worse. <laughs> so, so, so he much seems, worse. He seems like the kind of person that might have be okay with accepting that about himself and like he's all about self-improvement isn't he like oh well i'll work on it mm. but i don't know i don't know it could all be a front it could be a liar yeah don't, yeah. don't sue me moby <laughs> <laughs> plus we know moby we have pictures with moby so <laughs> of course yeah i'm actually gonna photoshop myself into that picture with moby now, I think. <laughs> i'll just be like moby's coming on the podcast can't tell you when keep tuning in <laughs> but yeah i know moby but this plan is bizarre to me. Yes, and, and surely the photo, if it's going to be like a really rushed, like, Hedvig, run up, I'll take the picture. It's going to look mm-hmm. like a rushed, panicked photo with some guy who doesn't know what's going on. Yes. <laughs> uh, Phyllis, you're not the best. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, love. No, no, it's not the best plan in the world, but we'll see if it works. <laughs> Maybe they won't even get to that stage of the plan we will see yeah yeah exactly yeah we'll see how this we'll see what the road has ahead of us <laughs> but then right after this it's like i mean phyllis despite that plan has pretty good command over the band because she just like claps yeah. her hands and she's like sleep and they do 
they get ready yeah. for bed. <laughs> She's a hypnotist. Yeah. <laughs> it's very impressive. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> which which makes me wonder about Phyllis's life like outside of ban- the band stuff like maybe it's her baby she seems like she'd be a really good mm. mom oh I'd never considered that I assumed it was one of the band members yeah could be Phyllis hmm. I could picture her being like a single mother so she's got mm-hmm. the baby with her on tour maybe she uh, in a few years when the baby's older she's going to the PTA meetings I could see her being the, yeah. the, the angry argumentative one at the PTA <laughs> oh yeah she always gets what she wants <laughs> yeah Oh my God, that's a new revelation. Could be Phyllis's <laughs> child. Yeah. And she seems like someone who would have had a child a little bit later in life. Yeah. Career hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Well, right. <laughs> She's already established herself as a manager. She knows how to control people and, and get things done. So she'd be great with kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Mind blown. <laughs> Well, they do all head to bed, though, as you say, and Hedvig yeah. has one of those womb sound things, but, you know, like makes, I don't know what you call it, sleep sounds, white noise. Yeah, the sleep machine, yeah. White noise machine, yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of different settings on it when you look at yeah, There's a white noise one, uh, womb, London cab. They're not, I'm curious about that. They're not very relaxing, <laughs> I'll be mm-hmm. honest. At Delta da- at Delta Dawn. Sorry, I don't know what what that is. Delta Dawn, and s- there's something photo shoot. I can't quite read the first word. It's cut off, but huh. photo shoot. I don't. Hmm. I don't know. But then I'm not someone who likes white noise either, so I don't really get it. Right. I, I might. I might like whale sound, maybe. But this thing, I, I think this is setting up something at the end of the movie, and I'm going to talk hmm. about it now. I don't care. Spoilers. Okay. Nice. because oh. Hedvig. They're described by John Cameron Mitchell as kind of they're gestating, right? They're mm. okay. They're still not their true final form. This isn't even my final form. <laughs> they are yet to reemerge. Hedwig is yet to be reborn, which does mm-hmm. happen in the finale. Like this is them still in the womb, still gestating. So I think it's meant to be a symbol for that, like because mm-hmm. they are they are growing, they are becoming mm-hmm. a new person, and at the end they mm-hmm. are literally reborn they they walk out naked into the world a new person down an alley which can sort of be like symbolizing a birth canal like yep, into yep. The, the road yeah exactly exactly uh naked as a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is this is hedvig in the womb and then mm. this is them every night still growing mm-hmm. as we all should indeed never never stop growing everybody there's stop and growing. don't stop believing <laughs> Can't believe I just referenced that. Jesus fucking <laughs> fucking hell! That song's been ruined over the years. Ugh. I was at a conference for administrative professionals, which, as you may imagine, is full of women yep. who like to get white girl wasted. I knew you were going to say regardless. It. I knew it. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was in the bathroom. And the band started playing Don't Stop Believin'," and the entire bathroom full of women just erupted into song. Oh, oh my God, God. no. no. <laughs> it's, it's like when you're like at a drag show or a gay bar or something, and your hairs on the back of your neck start standing up, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. It a bachelorette the- party's coming. <laughs> I can sense them. They're on the way. No. 
It was the whitest moment of my entire life when I come from a Protestant family in southwestern Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, my God. These women are exactly the same over here. Don't worry. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's Eggs. so stereotypical. Yeah. It's, I, I work with them. Mm. And I hate them. <laughs> so, I don't like most of them either. I'm so much better at the job than most of them are. Yeah, but they 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 they're, they're personable. Oh, they they uh, they get on with everyone because they just chat shit. <laughs> mm. I get on with everyone because I make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that and strategy. I, and I don't pitch them a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have these um, slimming wraps. For only $24.99. Hey, hon. Want to try my side hustle? <laughs> emoji, emoji, emoji. It's always from someone you haven't heard of since like high school and you hated uh-huh. at the time anyway. And then you're like, oh, that's about right. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> and, and you just think to yourself, why the fuck would I give you money? <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Support my small business. <laughs> yeah, they always put that in their profile, don't they? Business mm-hmm. woman. Business owner. <laughs> you fucking don't. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, we sound nasty. We sound nasty, but I love it. <laughs> Hatred. Ugh, let it spread. I hate them so much. <laughs> Bask in it. That's the Hedwig way. <laughs> the Hedwig way. We can't help it. It's rubbing off on us. Hedwig's attitude to Yitzhak. Oh, God. What's my hair doing? <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, but uh, Hedvig gets into bed with the aforementioned there, Yitzhak. Mm-hmm. They snuggle up, and uh, something untoward begins to happen under the covers. Mm-hmm. I don't think Yitzhak is into it. This moment made me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, right. I have never, ever, 100% been able to figure out what exactly they are doing here. Mm-hmm. Is, is Hedvig sort of rubbing on Yitzhak? Are they... I, that's what I thought. Getting Yitzhak off? And they're not into it? Like, I... Mm, it's like, Hedwig's kind of like, humping? Like, dr- yeah, like kind of... Yeah. a bit of thrusting and humping and rubbing. Yeah. And, but then their arm seems to be going like around Yitzhak. Mm. Maybe, maybe they're doing both at once. Maybe <laughs> both. Maybe both. But either way, yeah, Yitzhak, they're not feeling it anymore, are they? If there was passion, mm. it, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah now the relationship just mostly seems to be about control and, and Hedwig's power mm-hmm. over Yitzhak. Mm. It's a shame, and mm-hmm. you kind of wish Yitzhak could say no, but I don't think they feel they can. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really horrible. Well, no, because of the passport situation. Mm. Yeah, and and the whole way they're controlled, it's like mm-hmm. it's probably like mind manipulation as well. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's like you yeah. need me. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It is. It is very uncomfortable. And then it just it, you 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 stay in the moment for a while, and then it just sort of fades out. Mm, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of worse. Yeah, <laughs> way, yeah. Like, oh. It's not like a hard cut or anything. It's just kind of like you you're left with that, I guess, like cinematic convention of like this is going for a while, you know. Mm. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I mean, this could be this might not be a, a quickie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then again, if if the other person's not into it, I mean, not only should you be calling it off, but you'd think it would be like. Hedvig probably seems to know that Yitzhak's not into it. So you'd think they'd be like, oh, yeah. let's just get this done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this is this is work. This is a job that we just, <laughs> we just need to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. It's, uh, it's unsettling that bit. It's, it's sad. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's also kind of, 
it's sad for all parties, I think, as well, because nobody's happy really here, are they? No, nothing's going well for any anyone. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Everyone's kind of making these unfortunate compromises left and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's pursuing their dreams, getting what they want, being with who they want, or any any of the above. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Except maybe whoever has that baby. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess true. Yeah, yeah. That one can go either way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't want the baby, but they kept it anyway. Right, I don't know. right. <laughs> Some people do that. You, you don't have to keep it, you know. <laughs> It's fine. Nobody will judge you. Well, I mean, some people will, but fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> the worst thing to do is to bring a baby into the world that you don't want mm-hmm. and you treat it like shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's that's not great. That's much worse. Yeah. Oh, Agreed. that's a downer, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm let's, sure just, the, let's just yeah. end on the downer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have one little bit before we wrap up. I have a segment I do each each chapter called mm-hmm. Ostalgie. Which is the German word for East Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, nostalgia for East Germany. They like to make these little words. Because there's a current thing, a lot of people sort of miss certain things about East Germany. They miss certain mm. aspects of it and that. So mm-hmm. I, I look into weird little historical facts about East Germany that I like that tie into the episode in some way. So today, I looked at East German rock. Okay. Uh, now, East Block Rock, if you will. Eastern Block Rock, hell yeah! But specifically, East Germany. <laughs> and rock bands in East Germany were expected to sing in German only. They weren't allowed to do English songs. Got it. Which, to be honest, it seems kind of logical when you think about the you know the party leaders, uh, what they're trying to achieve, and things like that. It, it makes sense. I'm not saying I approve of it, but. You get where they're coming from. Like, we need to promote this new country, this new German culture. That, okay. But you can imagine it was quite unpopular among young people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. another problem for authorities was they used to have to check the song texts very carefully. They were, mm. they were tasked with going through all the lyrics for any anti-state tendencies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there was a band, Renft, for example, who fell foul of this. Uh, which eventually led to the band being banned and completely disbanded. Like the government were like, "Nope, you're not allowed to play together wow. anymore." Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. But then you get complete contrasts. Like you get Nina Hagen, if you've mm-hmm. ever heard her. I yes. absolutely love her. She published her first hit. Um, oh my god, my German. <clears throat> du hast den Farbfilm vergessen in 1974 in East Germany. And her music's pretty weird. She's she's a very strange person, but she she did that. She then emigrated, but that came out in East Germany, so she was allowed to get away with some weirdness, at least some quirky stuff. Mm-hmm. But they they were influenced as well by a lot of stuff from the West, because your know, TV and radio were coming in, right, mm-hmm. from the Klassenfeind, which is enemy of the working class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they could you could receive it in most of the east to be honest there was only one or two little bits around dresden i think which people called that the valley of the clueless because you couldn't get western radio <laughs> really <laughs> yeah that's, that's harsh it's not their fault <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the western influence led to a formation of like underground groups with like a western sound oh. so there were bands like uh Deskeptica and feeling b so if uh, anyone's interested in checking out that kind of stuff i've you know i've listed a couple there for you and 
as everyone knows, before we go, I do also recommend music. So I might as well mm-hmm. just do that now. I was going to do it after one other thing, but fuck it. Let's do it now. All right. <laughs> it's my show. I do what I want. So my <laughs> recommendations, I'm the host. I get two. Screw you. So my music recommendations, I have one Eastern Block rock song and one East German DDR song. Okay. I know. I I did a lot of research onto this shit, you know. Good. So my first recommendation is Vershki i Koreshki, which is Tops and Roots in English, by Grazdanskaya Obronya. Tops and bottoms, go ahead. Tops and bottoms, right? yes. That that famous, it, to, be, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, it could very well be about that and they're slipping it under the radar. <laughs> nice. Tops and bottoms. Because although that's from, that's from the Eastern Bloc, at the time, Russia had a weird thing, specifically Russia, with gay rights. Like they were the, one of the first countries in the world to legalize being gay and mm-hmm. things. And then they went back on it because they wanted to promote the church because everyone was dying in the war. So they're like, well, this will shut them up. <laughs> if, if they've got this church thing, that'll be fine. And obviously the church don't want... So they have to change it for them. And now mm. it seems to have just devolved from there. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> How can you go from being that progressive to what, what what's Ooh. there now, you know? So it could be tops and bottoms. <laughs> and then I also had uh, Die Skeptica, the band I mentioned before. They have a song, mm-hmm. Dada in Berlin which is another great one. And I'm going to put that, I'm going to put both of them on the playlist that I have on Spotify and YouTube for the listeners. Mm. Uh, so do you do you two have songs to recommend to people? It, it can tie into the episode or it can just be anything you're listening to if you can't think of anything linked. Uh, I don't know. Alison, do you want to go first? So I always like to recommend my absolute favorite band. It is a progressive rock band called The Deer Hunter, and that's Ooh. D-E-A-R. They're not mm. the same as the band Deer Hunter. They're totally different. So this one, um, I specifically would recommend the song A Night on the Town. It's from their album Act 4, Rebirth and Reprise. So they did a, a series of concept albums about this boy's life set in sort of an alternate history um, world around World War One. Like Act 3 is about him fighting in World War One. Love it already. Oh my god, they're amazing. The last two albums, Acts 4 and 5, were recorded with a full orchestra. So I would actually recommend starting with Act 4. It's also kind of like the the pinnacle of their career like there's so and if you go back and listen like there's so many reprises like they're a band that really rewards devout listening. Oh, okay. Is there so, one song in particular you want to choose or uh, just in I, general? I would uh, a night on the town. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. That's the yeah. song. Yep. I'll put that on the playlist then and I'll listen All to right. that myself for the first time after this. Yes. I haven't heard it. It's also my favorite genre of music, which is 9 minutes long. Nice. <laughs> 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 See, that that can be hit and miss with me, coming from a punk rock <laughs> background where everything's short. Oh. But then my favourite band are Public Image Limited, and my favourite album is uh, Metal Box, and the opening track on that's 12 minutes long, so there oh, you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the best. Anytime I see an album and it's like, the track's like 14 minutes long, like, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Omar, have you got a song you'd like to recommend to everybody? Yes, I've been recently incredibly obsessed with The Highwaymen, um, which is a, a group of country singers, including Brandy Carlisle, who have done a project that's very similar to the Highwaymen, uh, which is like Willie Nelson and all them back in the day, uh, you know, Johnny Cash and everyone. And their yeah. song, The Highwaymen, is incredible. It's it's haunting. And 
it's Ooh. not just the music itself, which is brilliantly written and produced and mixed, but the lyrics are it's very chilling in a way that I didn't expect. And it was playing on the radio while I was driving into work one day, and I had to stop and give myself like maybe a minute or two to be like, okay. Oh, I love that I when it affects you. Yes. As... This is the, the Highwaymen is what they're called? That was the original group um, back in the day. So this is the High Women. The High Women, okay. And so, and they're like high, like they're high. Yes, oh, like I a see. highway. Ah, brilliant. Uh, I didn't even catch that the first time you said <laughs> Oh, that's really good. <laughs> the high women. And I believe it's, there's no spaces. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the song is uh, the same title um, as, as the band. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah. So just sit, like, prepare, like, don't, like, like, give yourself a second because it's a lot. And not in a way you're like, I'm mm-hmm. so screwed up. That was really sad. Like a 90s, like, here's all these sad things. It's just, they do a very good job of being like, uh, here's a greater sense mm-hmm. of like life in the world and everything. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Oh hell yeah! I'm I'm getting new music all the time on this show. This <laughs> I thought people were just going to pick obvious crap that I'd heard a million times. I would like to recommend the song "Don't Stop." <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'd like to recommend "Sweet Transvestite." Uh, yeah, okay, we've all fucking heard that. Okay. <laughs> Now, now the next guest I have on is going to pick that, aren't they? And then I'm going to have to delete this out of the episode. <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah. feel so bad. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> oh, I love that song. I do, actually. But, yeah. yeah. Does anyone have any final notes before we do head off? I mean, my only other one is when they're in the hotel room, Hedvig looks very natural, the makeup. Mm-hmm. And I think they look very pretty. looks very different. It's a different look for them. I agree. I agree, but uh, sleeping in that wig has got to be hot and itchy as hell. Yeah, I know. I I wear a wig for like six or seven hours, and I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally sitting looking at three wigs right now, and I'm like, uh, I need <laughs> oh, to clean them. It. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I don't even like to take care of my own hair. <laughs> at least you have hair. <laughs> Some of us haven't got that luxury. <laughs> I wish. But uh, yeah, if that's it, we will we will depart. We will head off right. down the road. Would uh, you both like to tell our listeners where they can find you and your work online? Uh, Omar, you can go first on this one. Oh, great. Uh, I'm at Omar Najam on Twitter and at, uh, or I should just say, Omar Najam Film on Instagram. Yeah, check it out, everybody. And you, you do some cool shows that I've seen. Like, what you had your um, Buffy one. What was that called? The the right, Sunnydale Study Group. That's it. Yes. I can remember the name? Oh, yes. Cool. I fucking loved it, though, because but I listened. That was the first thing I listened to when Niall said, Oh, we're getting this person on Batman. I was like, Oh, who is it? And so I'll put that on and was like, Love it immediately. Oh, great. I'm so glad. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> well, I already loved Buffy, and then I loved your approach to it. So it's like, Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's hard to go wrong with Buffy. <laughs> Indeed. Fuck yeah. I oh, agree. actually, have you read the new Buffy comics? I have. I like them a lot. Oh, I haven't read them yet. I like them a lot, but it's jarring, if that makes sense, because it's like, oh, that's not Drusilla. The only <laughs> way I my brain can justify it is it's a parallel universe. In the same way yeah, yeah. that the Orville, I'm constantly going like, is this next generation? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Sorry, it's this is not Star Trek canon, but it gets so close sometimes oh. that I'm like, I just have to build a wall. It's a parallel universe, parallel universe. <laughs> well, and I think as well, comic books get away with it. People, you know, they reboot shit all the time. I've just started, I just got yesterday, 
issue one of X-Men. It's like, <laughs> how many fucking issue ones? This has just yeah, come out. It's brand new this time week. travel back to the 60s, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> so there you go. It's like, oh, okay, they just reboot. That's fine. Comics right. get away with it. You can do whatever the, whatever you want in comics. There's a hundred million Iron Man stories that contradict each other and nobody complains. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. very true. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it, but it's also kind of weird for me as a Buffy mm. fan. I'm like... Is that Xander's a vampire? <laughs> right. Yeah. It is. It, what yeah. The fuck's happening? It is a little bit of a. You, there has to be a spoonful of dissonant sugar. <laughs> mm, yeah. I'm. I'm really liking the art though. I think it really looks like Sarah Michelle Gellar, but yeah. without being photorealistic. I completely agree. Mm. So check that out as well, everybody. The podcast and the comic. <laughs> <laughs> which Omar has not done the comic but still yeah this is they're not paying any of us to say this we just like them <laughs> just love them and Alison what would you what have you got to plug this time oh uh, nothing in particular uh, this is the first podcast I've done in a while I guess um, since listen Catwoman to the, I was going to say yeah listen to the Catwoman episode of the Batman podcast hell yeah and watch the, watch the movie Catwoman well, I, I would honestly watch it. <laughs> I would be so bold as to say it is better than watching the film, listening to the podcast. So go and do that, everybody. I loved the movie. It was so much worse than I had been led to believe, and so much better. It was fun. I'll give it. It was that. very. It was very fun. <laughs> it wasn't good. But oh, it, was it wasn't fun. good at all. But I loved it. Yeah, exactly the same. And I loved talking about it. So yes. if you want to hear absolute insanity talking about Catwoman for fucking hell what was it two hours like, we talked about it for like yeah like over two it, hours it was longer than the movie longer than the movie <laughs> go go and check that out everybody and do check us out us it's me really on Facebook <laughs> at Hedvig's Wicked Little Town uh, Twitter at Hedvig Pod Instagram same again Hedvig Pod uh, I've got t-shirts on Tee Public. If you want to go and buy them, they're doing very well, actually. People mm. seem quite keen on those, so I'm, I'm very happy. Although, you know, I did pay someone for their design, so you can thank the artist for that, mm. <laughs> not me. So go and buy a t-shirt and help me out, everybody. I will see you again for chapter... Oh, my God, have you guessed? Have you guessed? It's four. Four comes after three. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. And chapter four is titled... East Berlin, 1968. See you then in 1968. Bye. 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 When the earth was still flat And the clouds made of fire And mountains stretched up to the sky Sometimes higher Folks roam the earth like big rolling kegs Stay high, two sets of arms stay high Two sets of legs stay high Two faces peering out of one giant head So they could watch all around them as they talked while they read And they never knew nothing of love It was before The origin of love Now there was three sexist and one that looked like two men glued up back to back They called the children of the sun And similar in shape and girth was the children of the earth They looked like two girls rolled up in one 
And then the children of the moon was like a fork shoved down a spoon. They was part sun, part earth, part daughter, part sun. The origin of love. The origin of love. But the gods grew quite scared of our strength and defiance, and Thor said, I'm gonna kill them all with my hammer, like I killed the giants. But Zeus said, no, you better let me use my lighting like scissors, like I cut the legs of the whales, dinosaurs into lizards, and then he grabbed up some boats. He let out a laugh, said I cut them right down the middle, gonna cut them right up in half. And then storm clouds scattered above, like great balls of fire. Shining blades of the night And it ripped Right through the flesh Of the children of the sun And the moon and the earth And some engine god Saw the wound up to a hole Pulled around to a belly to remind us Of the price we paid And Osiris And the gods of the Nile Guided up a big storm To blow a hurricane To scatter us away And a flight of Last time I saw you, we're just split in two You was looking at me, and I was looking at you You had a way so familiar, I could not recognize Cause you had blood on your face and I had blood in my eyes But I could swear by your expression That the pain down in your soul was the same As the one down in mine That's the pain that cuts a straight line down through the heart we call it love We wrapped our arms around each other Tried to shove ourselves back together We was making love Making love It was a cold dark evening Such a long time ago When by the mighty hand of Jove It was a sad story How we became lonely two late creatures The story The origin of love That's the origin of love Oh yeah, the origin of love The origin of love The origin